You got it? I got it. <laughs> yeah. I got this, dude. We're professionals. We got this. Hey, everybody. Everybody. <clears throat> Steve's got it. Steve's got it. Got it. Whoop in the heart. Whoop, whoop. Along with Jack Hinkle. I almost said co-host, but you're not my co-host. We're like co-hosts with each other. Is co-host like a like an assistant? Is that assistant the, to the regional manager assi- kind of I'm thing? I'm assistant to the co-host. We're co-hosting the podcast, but you're not my po- my co-host. We're co-co-hosts. Co-co-hosts. Co-co for cuckoo for cocoa pops. <laughs> so this here we are. Today is August 28th. It's Monday. We're recording on a Monday. We re- usually go on a Tuesday. And what's going on with us right now is that we are in the second complete week of school. Oh, boy. And I tell you, this week feels amazing because it's 75 degrees. And last week, we were under that little skillet heat cover thing that was going on. Yes. Indiana said, hey, you want to be outside? Don't. Don't. Okay. So we're back now. It's like lighter, high-pressure air, right? We just got in from an hour-long rehearsal, hour and a half-long rehearsal. It was fine. It felt pretty nice. Nice breeze. It was good. I did see, though, next week. Okay, this is wild. Saturday. Yeah. 106 is the high for, like, next... It's, like, next Friday or something. 106. That isn't real. We must be in Texas. That's cray-cray. Okay, my gosh. Um, so, so Jack, real quick, how are you liking the um, schedule so far with Concord High School? We're teaching seven classes, 50 minutes a day. How do you like it? I do like it. Why? I like it better than last year because I get to see the kids every day. Mm-hmm. And I get to see, even if they are absent one day, I mean, you're getting four out of five days as opposed to our old schedule. Or if it was a certain kind of week, you could see the kids once a week. Even if they missed one class, you only right. see them once. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. What about you? Um, I like it too. I um, I think it fits my personality better. You're saying that with a question mark? I don't know if it's personality, but I maybe it's maybe it's everybody just by attention span, like fifty minutes of just going. Yeah, I don't know how your t- attention span lasted eighty-four minutes. We've it all didn't. Seen <laughs> Did you see me teach last year? No, it's um, there was some merit to having an eighty-four-minute class. I think you really had to plan long ball and then have like personal or individual study time. Not that's a, uh, not study time, but like experience time where yes. the students could do things on their own um, with some guided practice and so it, it's um, it's it's easier it feels more natural just to kind of have a 50 minute class and then I do like having the music ensembles like so far it's been jazz band and ha- seeing them every day and then it feels like you can pick up a little bit more of the momentum that was there the day before as opposed to having a long stretch and then having a day off and then coming back and feeling like you took the first 20 minutes to get back where you were. And just for our listeners to be very clear, last year Concord High School was on a block schedule. So Mondays we actually saw every kid, eight classes a day. Classes were 42 minutes long. Tuesday, Thursday, you saw your odd classes, one, three, five, seven. Wednesday, Friday, evens, two, four, six, eight. And those classes were 84 minutes. So you saw every kid three times a week. But sometimes if you had a kid absent, they might be there twice, once. And um, if you had an alternated schedule for the week, if there was a holiday, 
e-learning maybe day. Maybe saw him twice a week. You might, maybe saw him twice a week or maybe once, you know, right. if it, depending on how it fell. Um, so it was, it was interesting trying to get that learning curve down because we were on that schedule for four years. Four years. And I remember trying to, like, the first two years, trying to feel out what 84 minutes felt like just from a planning purpose. And then we kind of got in the groove. Um, and then now that we're doing every class every day 50 minutes, mm -hmm. seven periods a day. So that that looks a lot different for us. And I don't know about you, but I've it's taken me a little bit of, of time to figure out how to plan for those and how to plan efficiently. I know we've talked about that too, but like it's 50 minutes, I feel like I've gotten that down. But now I'm, I'm noticing more of what you're talking about with the retention. And you don't have to build up the house again once you start going from class to class. Right, right. The, the thing I noticed is that like with doing a jazz band rehearsal today is that when I did four activities like four separate things that we did on the lesson we we did a our swing rhythms warm-up which you do in your class is basically like swing rhythms 101 like basic jazz vocabulary we play it we learn like a new phrase phrase each day and then I did some things where I played on my instrument and the kids played it back Right, I gave them uh, some notes to choose from, but then I play something, they play it back, so it's just kind of mimicking style. So that was episode number or activity number two. Activity number three is we listened to a Basie Count Basie performance of one tune. That was like three minutes. We critiqued that and um, shared about that, and then we rehearsed one of our tunes, and that goes quick. Oh boy, does it? That it goes does. quick, and. Um, there's really not much time to time to um, it doesn't feel like time to slow down maybe as the year goes on and we get a better handle on our learning and just some of the procedures and some of our baseline of our skills is up maybe we'll be able to take more time and kind of have different tangents but right now since it's early in the school year there's a lot of do it again, yep. do it again, let's, okay, listen to me, you do it again, I play, you play, I play, we play kind of thing, and just do it over and over, try, just try and get the, the basics going, mm -hmm. right? Well, and I feel, too, like I've just gotten my endurance back as a teacher. Right, right. Took about those two weeks, because, like, the first week, I just felt like as soon as every day was, last day was done, I yeah. was just, like, totally dog-tired. Right. But now I feel a little more fresh at the end, and it feels like there's more of a flow. Right. And I don't, I don't know about you, about the people out there that work a traditional schedule Monday to Friday, so you have Saturday and Sunday off. I don't know how many of you get the Sunday scaries or how many students out there. I don't know if high school students get the Sunday scaries. I know college students do, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, people that, uh, adults that work, that you're cruising along on the weekend and you get to Sunday afternoon and it's like 5 p.m. hits and you're, and like, you're like oh, oh no and you're like uh, meal prepping and you're like oh I should do some you know school work whatever that is just kind of tweak some things and that's tough it is and then but I, I find like I thankfully the last two Sundays I've not had that dang dude good for you cause I'm just like I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, I know where I'm going. I don't know how. Don't know how I'm always getting there. But there's is some kind of like confidence in the 
process, I guess. Right. I I always trust in Friday Jack that he did his job well, so Sunday Jack doesn't have to worry. Oh, Monday good. Jack shows up and Friday Jack took care of him. That's good. It is, but for some reason I still get the Sunday scaries. I know all my stuff's ready to go, I, and yeah. I have my little Google Keep, so as soon as I open that up, it'll say, do this, do this, do this. I'm like, fine. But it is something like when the night hits and you're like, you, it's after dinner and you've already put your stuff away and you're like, oh, here it is, setting the alarm. Oh, not tired yet. Yeah. Oh, it's one of those things. Yeah. And it, it's odd, too, that I think fr- Friday afternoons always seem so promising. Like, you're like, I got the weekend. Of course, we have, um, we're marching band directors, so we had a football game Friday night, so we had an abbreviated Friday night. So Friday Friday at 10 p.m. It's like, yeah, we got the it weekend. Was, it, wasn't, it wasn't horribly late. No. Like, right? It was fine. It was fine, but, but it was still, we're not done at 3.30. No. Right. So there is that little, um, but like, I got the whole weekend. This is going to be great. I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then. Yeah, we know how that one goes. Right, right, so it doesn't. So, um, today we're going to be talking about boats, Jack. Boats? Boats. Love boats. Boats. Specifically, two kinds of boats. And I have not driven one of the boats we're going to talk about. (laughs) I think you need a real special license for one of those. We're going to talk today about cruise ships and speedboats. Cruise ships and speedboats, and we kind of started getting into this like last year, a couple years ago. Is that the way you, and we're going to use a class, the way you run your class, but you can use anything. The way you run a meeting, the way you run a training session, you can use it like a speedboat, or you can use it like a cruise ship. Here's what we mean. If you do something like a speedboat, you're trying to just go rapid fire, get through everything as quick as you can. It's just a quick, quick process, and you just need to go. Cruise ship, you can take your time. You can be thorough, you can be detailed, and move at a pace that's comfortable while still achieving the information you want to achieve. I think we found out something, Steve. What did we find out, Jack? The amount of time you have at your disposal does not need to dictate whether you run like a speedboat or whether you run like a cruise ship. Is that true? The amount of speed doesn't... The amount of time doesn't dictate the speed. Right, because you're the captain, you should... Well, okay. You have to decide what kind of boat you want to be in. You have to decide. It's It's not a mandate. It's a choice. Right. And... Could we say, are we, um, as we approach the subject, are we going to show our cards and say, either one of these is okay, depending on the stage in your life or class or business you're in? I would say so. I'd say there's a time for each boat. I think there's, that sounds like a song. There's a time for each boat. There's a time for the cruise boat. Okay. Um, I cause sometimes um, I know of some young people recently that um, young, and I mean like in their twenties, that just started corporate jobs. He's that, talking about his son. No, actually, my oh, son's oh. friend. Because oh, my okay. son hasn't started his job yet. Okay. Okay. Right, but his friend, Your son's friend, has a job in Chicago. Okay. okay? And 
the friend is in Chicago, but then was in Orlando for the last two weeks for training with all the other first year members. That sounds fun. Orlando? <laughs> I know. What could go wrong? It's like, sounds like a blast. Sure. So it sounded like it was pretty speedboat like. Okay. Like a lot of training. Um, so it was kind of like high school, but you had the evenings free to socialize and to go out with the, the friends that are first year employees okay. and to kind of build up your camaraderie, build up the team. I'm sure that's a part of it. I'm sure you get your per diem and sure. you go out and do Orlando things, right? Go to Disney, downtown Disney, all that kind of stuff. But but um, the word that came back was it felt like it was high school. Like it was like class, 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 class. And so it, that's, that's interesting because if you're entering like the, the corporate world, I've never been in the corporate world, but <laughs> my sources have told me this is what it's like. No, but they, you're being trained and groomed for the long cruise ride. Okay. Right? That you maybe kind of got noticed during college or maybe during an internship and that you're, they're saying, hey, this performance that you did with us for three months, we'd like to continue this relationship and this contract full time. And, you know, if you talk to people like in mid-management and upper-level management, many of those people have been through the system and they started off as interns, right? So they are kind of, they're building their own people. So that's like a long haul, but this, so that's a cruise boat, right? They're, they're building their leadership and their, their staff and this, you know, this web of experience and loyalties to the company. But this opening two weeks was really fast, like a high school kind of thing. It was just like multiple classes and just doing a lot of different things. And so... Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because they have to, I'm sure they have to rent out that space or they're, because they're taking right. people in. And, and they, you have so many, you have like new presenters. Sure. And you have um, limited um, audiovisual capability. Right? And if everyone's getting per diem, right. it costs them every day they're there. Right. So we got to go, go, Right. Go. And the food's available at this time. We're doing a buffet lunch or whatever. They feed them in corporate world? Yeah. Dang. Dang, dude. It's kind of like different of high school because the irony is, High school, they make food in this building. But (laughs) the corporate world, when you go to trainings, they bring the food in and they give it to you. Anyway, so that's kind of an interesting thought is that it's um, the idea that it moves quick, but it's a long ball play. But it goes back to kind of what we were saying, that there is a time for each. Right. Which one would you say you like to hang out in more? way you run your class I didn't think you'd have to think about this one I thought you're gonna I thought I had your answer picked out dang I know you said I was gonna be like a crazy speedboat driver I don't even I don't even know you dude I don't even know what you are I don't even know what you are okay I do enjoy driving the speedboat I enjoy cracking into the waves and being just a little reckless and getting the spray on the face and like woo right and so that means like in the classroom running with high energy a sense of humor 
student interaction, like the, so there's words being spoken. It's not dry, right? And maybe the pace of doing things, the pace of doing things is up. So the, the energy level is up at the entire classroom. And I think that's where I've probably spent more time is in the speedboat. But there's there's times, I know this sounds so like, well, but there's times, Jack, I gotta slow down. But I, I do see the the um, the benefits of being able to do um, do the, the cruise ship. Like today, those four lessons that we had, the four mini lessons within my first period jazz band, even though those were quick shots and quick mini lessons, excuse me, it didn't feel panicked. Hmm. It didn't feel rushed. And the students were on task. They didn't feel, I don't think they felt like, what, wait, what are we doing? It was like clearly on the board and it was like very basic, uh, not basic, but just very clear, dry instructions. We're doing this now. And then we're doing this. So it, we did move quickly, but it was calm. And I think sometimes I've noticed this is self-reflective, Steve. I feel like we need like some kind of like sound. Some like theme music, like yeah. a dramatic piano going. Yeah, I'll I, that yeah, yeah that would be good. Self-reflective, Steve, notices that I am a big, I'm a big um, contr controller is bad boy, I'm str struggling with words. I'm the one that really helps um, dictate the the feeling of the classroom whether it's like energetic and like or anxious or fun or relaxed or boring or disengaged but I'm the one that is responsible for helping direct the students in that direction and I do like it when the students are engaged obviously but I like it when it's calm I like it when I can say measure four trumpets one, two, ready, go. Boo -doo -dee -doo -doo. You know, whatever they're playing, right? I do like that. And I don't like getting into a situation where I go so fast with my speech and I'm doing something physical like playing musical instruments with kids and kids are just biffing it <laughs> because I'm going so fast. So I'm like, wait, wait, measure two or measure four? No, no, come on. And you know what I'm doing. No, measure five. No, no, measure six. Let's count three. Right here we go. One, no, trumpets, you play them two. Like, I don't like getting kids to feel like they're in a pickle and they're just like the walls are moving in on them. I don't like that feeling. <laughs> We've all been there. Man. I don't like that. And We've I'm responsible that. for that. Sure. But it's not like I want to always run like a cruise ship because I do like the energy and the responsiveness of the speedboat and the fun and the giggles. But... I think for the, the passenger safety, I've enjoyed more often in the last two years of being more in the cruise ship. Now, this is interesting. Are you saying like the energy level is only available in the speedboat? No, I was just thinking about that. If if we're thinking about a boat. We, uh, are, yeah. we are thinking about boats. <laughs> That's Good <funny>. job. <laughs> 20 minutes in. If we're talking about boats, the the guy that's driving the speedboat, that's like high energy. 
but and they're attentive but if you're driving the cruise ship and you're you you need to be attentive just as well yes and you need to help navigate and you're like looking out for the icebergs and all that kind of stuff so there is a certain intensity that comes with driving a cruise ship right this is good i'm with you right and i god bless the people on the titanic i'm not going to make fun i'm not going to throw in like but i think of that the image on the um titanic on that movie some of the people you know they're they're cruising through the north atlantic faster than they thought they should so driving the cruise ship like a speedboat right but not everybody was doing their job according to the legend right and certain people that were not on the lookout at the right time or looking the right way or whatever they were doing and it wasn't until it was like too late so there is a certain attentiveness and a certain intensity that goes along with moving a large ship and you can only move a large ship if everybody quote is on board like doing the right lesson and attentive but any joe schmo can get behind a speedboat and start driving ramming jamming that's interesting right so if you're going to drive a cruise ship you need a system you do need a system well and then i think also of like the student view or my view as a teacher when i go to classes like staff meetings right or in services or whatever it can um it's easier though if it's a cruise ship to tune out as a participant right and so it's easier as a teacher if I'm um, if I'm captain of the, the cruise ship, it, it's very easy for the participants to kind of fake or have a hidden have a identity, passive a passive role. attention yeah. as a as a crew member. But I think when you drive it as a cruise ship and the staff and the the crew are all in, I think that can be very exciting and very rewarding and very. Um, yeah, productive. That's interesting to, to put it back to the systems. You know, when we when we start teaching as young teachers, I think we're taught to teach. I'm like still a, a young teacher, Jerk. Did You're, I say you weren't? You said when we start. You're putting teaching. words in my mouth. <laughs> you said Stop when it. we start teaching as young teachers. Okay, sorry. But hey, some people second career, good for them. Okay, young teachers are yeah. told more often speedboat. Oh, like have so many like you need you need to have a quick pace you need to keep everybody engaged because that's like that's like a, a starting point right is that you have to get everyone engaged and most young teachers are still new at classroom management trying to get that going and that's kind of the baseline for the system is just move 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 don't give them a chance to opt out whereas cruise ship as you're like hinting at is a little more complicated behind the scenes which I haven't really thought about this until right now that we're kind of talking about this and the way that we teach if we're going slow that it's it can be more methodical but as you said if everyone's all in it's really powerful and, and there's a lot of horsepower and once that ship gets moving it's harder to turn back you can't turn that's true but that also takes a long runway to get it going yes it does it does. And so I think that's right. The, the, the system is is big. And 
So I think when you ask me what system or what ship or boat would I do, you would probably have said, for me, speedboat. I would have said cruise ship for you. For me? For you. Oh, I, I thought... think we look at it differently, though, because you're thinking you're thinking at like the energy level. Yeah. And I think you can be high energy and teach like a cruise ship and move like a cruise ship. Oh, you got to have the disco and the flamenco dancers and the magic show and right, water and the park. Right, band and, and, and light things on endless, fire. Right? Like Coca-Cola. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can have that. And I don't know if I've ever seen you teach low energy. I don't even okay. know if that's in your repertoire. <laughs> what do you mean, Jack? What do you mean, Jack? Where, 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 I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. fine, Jack. I'm Jack. I can stop whenever I want. Okay. okay. Um, so when we teach like speedboat versus cruise ship, I would think of you as more of a cruise ship because you have you have a method. Like you you don't know what you're doing, but you know where you're ending up. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good hot take. You just say you know you, you don't know what you're doing. Caught. <laughs> like you have a method, you don't know what you're doing. That's Steve. <laughs> That's Steve. You know where you're. You know where you're gonna go. You don't know how you're getting there, but you know where you're gonna go because you've done it long enough. Yes. And like you're talking about your jazz band, those kids have been with you. They're kind of your crew in this right. cruise ship. Right. They know. They know what you're doing. Well, right. they don't, but like they know where they're going. And and thankfully, I feel honored. But I think they trust me that there is some little um, arrival that they're not sure what that's gonna be. But they they feel comfortable that we're like going yeah. somewhere together. And they're waiting to see where this is all headed. Right. Yeah. They're a man in the they're a man in the wheel, but they're just like, hey, uh, Mr. Pearson, where's the GPS? Um, just go straight. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, look, we got there. Cool. I think I'm more of a cruise ship guy. Always been a cruise ship. I started out as a speedboat teacher because that's kind of what I was taught. As in, when you were a first year teacher. I was a first year teacher. But also, doing the block schedule for the past four years has turned me into more of a cruise ship. <laughs> because you have 84 minutes, and you can't run a speedboat for 84 minutes. Like, you can't do that. I can't, I mean, even for me. No, not even no, for no. the kids. I couldn't do that. No. So I learned to be more of a, a cruise ship. And, and I think the kids started responding more to cruise ship. So now, I'm kind of in a, in a pickle because I want to still be cruise ship, and I think I can be but we have less time from class to class. Now, I should stick to my words because I don't think time dictates which boat you need to be in. I still want to be cruise ship. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be my challenge. And and I, I have mostly new kids in my band this year, as, as I should, because we are in a growing band in my beginning jazz ensemble, so a lot of them get out after a year. I have a couple Get out like they're... Get out of Mr. Like, get out! Get out! Get out! Yeah, so that's my that's like my puzzle, and, and getting the kids to kind of learn how I'm working and developing kind of that sense of trust, as you say. And I know we will, but it's only week two or week three, so we're still kind of in the new um, beginning phases of, of kind of how we're rehearsing. So that's I, I want to be cruise ship. I want to be cruise ship, and it's difficult because you want to because you see kids every day. You want to use that momentum, as you were saying, to kind of do the same things and keep that going. So I've, I've almost started looking at it like um, almost like an old block schedule, like on and splitting it up into like on Tuesday and Thursday, we'll do this, all this, like it's one class period from the old old days. And then we'll do this on the other days. Gotcha. I don't know if I like that yet, but I want to do 
I want to do less activities in the same amount of time so we can run like a cruise ship. That's where I'm at right now. So that takes a little bit more that takes a little bit more of long distance sight or planning and maybe just like for your week. I, I know that you're very good at outlining your day by day, week by week, month by month, semester by semester, like you you have thought about the short through the long term. But you know, from this like the treating the week like a week, not just like five individual classes. Yes. And, and you're right, that's kind of where I'm looking at it. I have my big map. It's basically a calendar from now until our first concert, which is mid-November. And I've got the benchmarks I want to hit by each week. And I've got that filled in for all the weeks. But I've only got like the first four weeks planned. So I have this week planned and next week planned of what I want to do for each of those days. And then I can kind of play it like, um, like it's a drag and drop game. So I know what I'm doing. But I might want to do it this day. I might want to pull it over here. I might take this and pull it over here. And... I don't live by that. I don't die by it. I mean, it's like, it's just an outline. And then we see where we are in the day by day and kind of move at that trajectory. Do the trajectory. kids know the long term? They know that we're going to be the, able to play three tunes by November 15th. So they don't know the next two weeks? No. No, that's that's like my eyes only kind of thing. Like, I just want to know where we're going. And and I don't want to stick to it all the time. You know, it's, it's just more for like kind of making me feel safe and making me feel comfortable. So the Sunday scaries don't creep up on you. Yeah, and even if it's like, the Wednesday, I'm like, I don't know, like, am I like looking at this, looking at where are we going to get there on Friday? And even if I think like, oh, we might not get that, I can, I can pivot and I can replace and I can move things around so we make it work. So I'm kind of constantly so, going back um, to that. I'm going to play um, this. It won't be Devil's Advocate. It'll be Devil's Captain. Ooh, Devil's Captain. Hot take from Steve. Here we go. Here we go. So if you're planning out by the day and the week and the month and you're looking till November and, and then you give your permission, you give yourself permission to change, why, why do that? Why, why plan it out? Because I'm not going to do it right the first time. I, I'm, I know that if I plan out every lesson from now until November 15th, there is no way I could hit each of those things perfectly. I know that. I know I'll we'll get behind somewhere. But having the the big picture makes me feel comfortable. Makes me kind of know if I need to change, I can do it. It's kind of like the map, you know. If if we get off course somewhere, I know how I can get back on. Gotcha. So that's why I do that. Gotcha. That's that's interesting because I I would like you Again, are we are we hitting the business people? I, that's let's it. just assume we are. Wait, are you saying like right now what we're talking about is this yeah. business? I think we are. You don't think some business dude is out there listening right now, thinking like long term, five year plan kind of thing? I think Bill Gates is listening to us. Well, we kind of profess we know nothing about the corporate world. We just kind of we just kind of act like we do. Gotcha. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so where are you going with this? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just like how you teach. I, I where are we going? I don't know, but I, I know we're going to get there. I just squirreled myself. Um, now, okay, so here's here's something. <laughs> I, 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 no, I know that you you know where you're going. 
and you have like topics and subtopics and subtopics of the subtopics in that you know to get to these these pieces of music um, but I, it's always been like ever since day one of being a, a school teacher and back in a, a time and area of the country that I was required to turn in lesson plans oh I, it just made me like anxious I mean I had to write them in this like triplicate nonsense workbook and put them in the principal's file folder and I had to write all these standards into it mm. like and, and I had like a three inch by three inch block for every day and I had to write on there what I was gonna do and where I was going and what standard I covered and that makes me sick and I then I would just like I, I don't know <laughs> like I, I don't know if they're gonna get off a of level one to get to level two and I'm saying we're gonna get to level six and you know whatever and I, I, I don't know so gosh could you imagine doing those during the COVID year oh, gosh. oh my gosh okay tomorrow in class we're gonna do this wait there's only five kids at school today oh he just tested positive oh, okay, uh, okay. No, scratch this start over okay that's kind of how it was but it was like <laughs> but that's like how do you how do you know I mean, I understand that like they want the in, like the integrity behind it. Like they want to make sure that you're you're approaching the standards correctly. But I mean, you got to know when to pivot, and you have to pivot. You're you cannot. I mean, I know college classes. Like when you when you went into college and you took like your whatever 101, they hand you the syllabus on day one. And college syllabus, it has every single lesson. Right. Right. I don't get that, man. I don't either. I, I'm perplexed by that. And to think about that, like, in reality, I don't even think I ever looked at those lesson plans. Like, I had a, a workbook, and then I tore, tore out the yellow copy, and I put it in the file folder okay. in the principal's office. Okay. And then I had the original. But I don't think I consulted that on a daily basis sure. for myself. Sure. I was just jumping through the hoops. You probably taught better. I taught better because yeah. uh, well they were also it was something called the and this is kind of funny sidebar this is called the it's called Kira Kentucky Education Reform Act K E R A and I've soon found that the snarky teachers inside the school root beer stand root beer stand called okay. it the Kentucky Early Retirement Act <laughs> <laughs> people are like I'm out of here like, this is this stupid, is stupid. and. I felt like that was a huge waste of time. Now, being the first year teacher and not wanting to get swept up by, you know, administrative negative responses, I did those diligently. I'm sure everybody in my building did not do those, but I did those diligently. And I can remember sitting on the living room floor on Sunday nights writing those things out. And it was just like, it might have been a, for, a foreign language to me. I was like, that. And I had to guess where we were going to go with no experience. And so you turn those in, yep. went to your principal? Yeah. You think they read them? No. Because <laughs> no. sometimes I would go and look at every teacher had a file. Okay. And then sometimes I would just go look to see what was in other teachers' files. And some of them had none. Fascinating. But I did it because they sure. told me to do it. Sure. But Play the game. I didn't feel 
good about it. So thinking about what I was going to say is my we're going to this November concert and I have three tunes and I know that by the end of this week I have to have the second tune out in their folders and we need to start scrubbing through that. Tune one's already we've kind of scrubbed through it like we've we've um, what we call the music sight reading but we've we read through the plans basically we can't assemble the model yet but we've we understand the plans did you pick the second tune i think i did would you feed me i think it's going to be cold duck time you did oh yeah yeah yes you are doing that okay sorry for interrupting okay cool okay i think i'm going to do that one but um what i liked like to do is that um, I do reverse plan from the, the, the point that like two weeks before the concert it's good to be able to play through the tunes and not feel like we're panicked mm -hmm. beyond that. So then two weeks before the concert ten rehearsals before the concert we're playing through the tunes and we're kind of getting more in a performance status helping the students get more in a through um, concert mode mm -hmm. and not and then and then clean things like scrub and tidy it up significantly but all the heavy lifting has been we've put everything in, in its place but it really helps me to kind of lesson plan mm -hmm. right when the kids leave yeah because you got it fresh on your mind I'm like okay this is what I have on my Google slide yeah and then I did, I did these four things, so I know with Jazz 2, I got through those four things today. Nice. And then, yeah. So now I can just add, I can change, the, the, we're going to do the same order tomorrow, but we're going to add new material. And um, so that that's helpful if the, if the schedule works out well for your teaching, that you have a second just to put some stuff into the Google Slides while it's still fresh in your mind. That's when I've had some good success with that with planning but I know that I've taught with Jack with with our young concert band and that you have done some long-term planning for that and shared it with me and then we we were able to pivot and I don't think I need to do that right that's honestly it just makes me feel better it like makes me feel safe because mm -hmm. I, I want the map I want to know I'm like, are we okay? Like, I just, I want to, I want to know. Like, am I okay? Do I have time? Are we okay? Because I, you're talking about the two weeks before, and I did the exact same thing in that map. I like, it, it falls like, like Labor Day. No, our our fall break is like right at the two break or uh, two week before. Okay. So like that last day of school, we want to be able to play through all our tunes, and then we come back, two and weeks. then we can kind of do the cruise ship, and take our time and go through the tunes and just kind of we don't have to move fast and, and scared and, and frightened. We can just kind of play, right. play. So that's kind of my, my take on that too. But I do like being able to look at the big picture and I have that document from last year about how we moved. And it's nice to be able to go back and look yeah. and I highlight in red or green. And we were doing this like green means go, like we made it. Red means stop. We didn't make right. it. Right. So at my end of the week, I have these benchmarks I want to hit. And I'll have the red ones highlighted like, well, nope, we didn't get it. Let's try it again next week. And green was like, we're good. So that helps me go back and check, how was the pacing for last year? Was this good? Was this effective? What do I need to fix? 
And so now I can go back and look on it this year and be like, oh, okay, so that's about how long I took for this difficult tune. This is how long I took to kind of get through these warm-ups. Got it. Interesting. So it's just that it's also, it's not only the the preparation side, it's also like an artifact. Yeah, yeah. That you, kind of like a journal, like yeah. a teacher journal, instead of keeping it on, you know, um, a notebook, right, and a spiral bound or whatever, and that you're keeping uh, thoughts about rehearsals, but then you kind of have the evidence of with Google Slides. Yes. Right? So... I would. I kind of want to take a, a journey into lots of time speedboat, lots of time cruise ship, little time speedboat, little time cruise ship. Mm. Another quadrant. I love quadrants. Quadrants are cool. They're they are good. So, lots of time cruise ship, not much time cruise ship, lots of time speedboat, not much time speedboat. That's cool. And I'm sure we've all been there. We had we had a big. Um, little time speedboat last friday we had a say it again little time speedboat we had a little time speedboat marching band yeah we have um on our fridays we have marching band at the end of the day and that class period is most days 50 minutes but on fridays we have homeroom so all of our classes are shorter so it's closer to 40 40, 40 minutes now, marching bands, since we have it at the end of the day, we are able to extend the school day by half an hour, mm -hmm. 25, 25 minutes, minutes, and go longer to um, have a fuller rehearsal, because it does take up time when you have to walk out to the field, walk back in, get out instruments, all the kind of logistical stuff. Fridays on a football game day, we cannot, because the kids have to come back so quick and get changed in their uniforms that we have to stick to that 40 minutes this Friday was the first time we were able to go outside this week because of the heat advisories. So we were grounded Wednesday and Thursday. We did not go outside Wednesday, Thursday. So Friday, we had to teach the kids how to enter the field, how to stand in their arcs. We had to do a run through of the show and go back inside. And tell them how to get off the field. And tell them how to get off the field. Which we didn't really do, but we told him, we, they pointed. Right? Yes. And so we mocked it, right? So we had 40 minutes to do all that, including get out to the field and get back in. So it really turned in about 25. It was quick. It, it was, was quick. basically like 10 tell to quarter past. And we, we did that, like Kevin from The Office, if you were to do trick. Right. You were out there with the kids, and you lined them up. You said, lines, and they found it. And you grabbed them, you said, follow me. And you walked them in an arc path and then follow the leader. And then suddenly they were standing in their arcs. And you said, okay, take it back. Do it again. Okay. Part one. Go. And we got through everything we needed to in those 25 minutes. We did. Remarkable. So that was a speedboat. Speedboat, little time. Speedboat, little time. Because we did many activities. Many activities. Short short amount of time short amount of time and we were go 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 right I can think of a long time speedboat so we'll do our teacher thing like I'm going to say this one then you'll think of one so you're like half listening to me but half thinking of like I'm a sorry, cruise you say? okay go ahead okay he's joking okay okay you're gonna so do long long time speedboat okay 
and and we are using music examples because that's what we teach but again training right meetings anything works for this um, we do our um, concert contest contest concert at the end of April called ISMA and this is kind of our big this is our big concert performance for the spring semester with our concert bands and we usually do a couple clinics in the evening which is basically an hour and a half to two hour rehearsal and those move like speedboats that's a lot of time and we always use the um, sticky note kind of game it's not really a game but it's we use sticky notes that we put sticky notes in our music of things that need to be fixed right so I kind of treat it as like a game for myself sure. and it kind of feels satisfying when you fix something you pull off the sticky right. note crumple and crumple it up but all our music's on iPads now so we can't <laughs> throw away our iPad I guess we could you only get one though um, so that I mean that's a two-hour rehearsal and we teach a younger band and you know you kind of think about your um, attention span you know just how long you're gonna work for amount of time the younger kids typically have a shorter time limit than the older kids and that's just like a developmental thing so we're we go about two hours and we're trying to get through three pieces of music as much as we can and it feels high paced fast paced and you just got to go yep. and that's easy for us as the drivers of the speedboat so a lot of time moving like a speedboat it's hard for a passenger on a speedboat to go fast for a long time yes Whereas if you're on a cruise ship, you can hang on a cruise ship for a while. Right. But there are some times that you need to pick the speedboat, and we're just going. And I find those rehearsals are easy for me, hard for others, hard for the kids, yes. which means it's hard for me. Because if they're if I'm successful and they're not successful, then I'm not successful. You're not successful. But you like that pace for yourself. I do. And I want them to learn how to function in that pace. Because there are going to be times in their life that they're going to be doing something that they need to be on for multiple hours at a time. If you think back to your certification tests, right? Three hours in front of a computer. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, that's kind of the idea. Yours was on a computer. I bet mine wasn't. <laughs> Jack, I'm a young teacher. <laughs> sure, Steve. Sure. So that was that's an example of... of Long time speedboat. Okay. It's it tough, but sometimes you gotta do it. Okay. I'm gonna go long time cruise ship. Hit me. Well, I may need some help deciphering this. This is great because I'm the one talking about it. But I'm gonna go back to college. I'm not gonna go, I'm gonna get away from band. I'm gonna stay in the music. Okay. And I think about I'm a saxophone player by trade, right? That's the thing that I studied the most in earnest. Earnestly. I was the most dedicated to that. And I was um I thought when I was in high school I thought I was a good saxophone player and I think I it's the common big fish little pond and then you and go then to college to school, and you throw your instrument got, off a cliff I just got annihilated like that's what you want destroyed yeah. right and I had a teacher who was um, a saxophone player in Chicago that was just dynamic and he was an incredible saxophone player and I wasn't even studying jazz at that point it was just learning how to play my saxophone and 
I was with him for three years, and then he retired from the university, so I had a different teacher my fourth year. And he, his class, well, his lessons that I would go into each week, it was really so, like, systematic. It was so systematic. And he just he kept a little notebook in the drawer, and he just pulled it out each week, and he'd give you a grade on the lesson, A, B, C, D, or F. That's all he'd give you. Right, and put in this little spiral bound thing. But each week, I knew exactly what I was going to practice. And I was doing things that were based on my tone. So I did a lot of breath control. I did a lot of long tones. And I had a packet of what I was supposed to do. I played scales. I played so many scales in college so many scales and so many so many variations in it I wish I had this paper but it had so many of these variations in music that we call articulations and it had 14 articulations and then it was it was major scales it was harmonic minor scales it was scales and thirds fourth fifth sixth seventh eighths or sevenths and octaves. Okay, so for our math listeners, he listed 14 ways to apply to at least like... 12 scales, 12 24, scales. 24. 24 times 14? Yes. There you go. I'm not a music teacher. I can't do that that fast. Right. Yeah, so that many scales you had to practice. Right. And then do them in variations like skipping a note or skipping two notes or skipping three notes, right? It's times that by four. That's okay. your new number. Okay, so it was exponential. Now, but week, week one... It was major scales right with this articulation week two this articulation in the 12 major scales week three and then scaffolded I approach scaffolded approach and then i wish i had the piece of paper on it. it had all the articulations but it was blank on the back but it was just these long lists of numbers that i put on that were my tempo the tempo is the speed of the music that i set my metronome at every time i practiced and I just had hundreds of entries of how fast I'm going. Dang. And I was expected to go up so many clicks each week. And it was expected to do a certain way and a certain um, perfection. Like I couldn't cack notes. And I couldn't increase the, the speed unless it was perfect or near perfect. And he would just be all over me as far as like... No, more air, more air, more air. Try it again. So I did my long tones. I did my scales. And then we'd go into like some French technical studies that are called etudes. And I would learn a new etude each week that were just like these finger pickles, like, right? That just got your fingers messed up, like these melodic technical studies, etudes. And then I worked on a piece of concert music each week, like a solo. So maybe I was working for a recital or something like that. But I had that, like, planned out I mean that was the lesson plan for three years with Bob my teacher and it you know that paper showed the long list of the tempos the tempi is as proof of how I was going through this you know and at the beginning of my freshman year I might have been you know, by the time I'm a junior, I'm like, you know, I was like screaming through those things, right? But it was always with the same air supply, always with the same focus on tone, and always with the same finger approach, like being very muscular about it. And like he, 
de- helped develop me into a much better saxophone player. So this is like a three-year cruise ship. A three-year cruise ship that I didn't really know I was on because I was like, what is this? But you could see where you, you saw where you were going because you could look at this well, list of tempo. I, I, I saw where I go you know, and I was clicking through these books. And then most importantly, I listened to Bob. I was like, Bob is a monster. Bob's Once a twist. teacher. Bob's a teacher. Okay. Then I listened to some of his graduate students who are like world-class concert saxophone players. And I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know? Sure. So. Sure. That was, and that was something that was like, I mean, I, I was, I was pretty dedicated to that, to that cause. Like I was practicing every day and sometimes the scales would take me two hours. I mean, it was like a long, this, the scales would take me two hours because it just had to be a certain way. And I had to peel the tempo back. If it was like reckless, I had to pull it back, but he allowed me or showed me how to develop this technique over like three years. And I was like, wow, I can play my saxophone (laughs) so much better, but he wasn't like you know, giving me like some ridiculously hard solo the first time and say, here, chew on this little kid. Like, yeah, see you next week. Let's right. go. He was like, no, make this perfect. Learn how to play this act. And the little thing, like you were saying, di ya da. Yes. Because you could play that like, okay. Yes. At, at a pretty young age, I yes. would imagine. Yes. But to play it perfect. Perfect. And to play with this sound quality. And he would have some checks of understanding that he would have me play in a certain way. And he would go, it's a wind instrument. You know, it's not a wood breath instrument. It's a wood wind and, and instrument. And he'd say it like that. Oh, it's a wind record- instrument. You're like, I, okay, Bob, okay. I, I have a recording. I should bring it in sometime. During COVID, I cleaned out my basement, you know, just I'm like everybody okay. else. Yeah. <laughs> and I found this collection. I used to record my lessons. And that was not an easy feat back in the day. You oh, had to bring in like a tape recorder. Tape recorder, and right? He was like, it's a wind instrument. But thinking about, I haven't really thought about it in that way, but that was like a three-year cruise ship. And I was attentive. I believed in the system. I don't know why I believed in the system. I don't know why I Like you're paying for it. Huh? It's being paid for, right? I mean, that college tuition. But that was no joke. But I also saw some of my classmates who didn't take their private studies. Serious? Yep. And they were just kind of bopping along and, like, you know, would cram for their lesson. And I... Probably not great at saxophone either. Not great at saxophone. And I wanted to be... I wanted to figure that out. And so that was a, a gift. Cool. So now we have cruise ship... Little time. Little time. Is that one? Cruise ship, little time. Oh, wait. Wasn't I supposed to come up with that? Yeah, I mean, you know. I was talking, Jack. You Well, you were kind of on your own cruise ship as you were going with that. Yeah, that was, that was a long drop right That's there. That's a good one. Cruise ship, little time. I think that's every day. How do you mean? I think Jack and I are similar in the way that we warm up with our marching band groups. Right? Okay. Jack, I yell I, at my kids before we start every day. You yell. belittle them. I make fun you of them. You have bad nicknames for them, right? Yeah, but they have even worse ones for me. So. That's true. So, 
We have a set of warm-ups. Maybe there's eight, ten warm-ups, and they're all very playable. They sound like this. Da. That's what they sound like. And the next one's like da da. Yeah. Right. So there are these <laughs> exercises that are fairly short. There's only eight or ten of them, and we play them every day. We don't play them all every day. No, no, we I picked one Three, or two. Yeah. Like today we did one just because it, it felt quick. But anyway, but we do a number of those each day. Three, you know, and it usually goes like this. So we're talking short time cruise. There you go. Right. I'm with you. Now. It's like this. We're like, this is how it actually goes. Stand by, which means they're at a standing with their hands down um, in the middle of them, mm -hmm. right? And their instruments are in front of them. Play exercise one, seniors only. Set, play. Seniors play it. Stand by. Juniors, seniors play. Set, play exercise one. Stand by. Juniors, seniors, sophomores play, etc. Get to the end of that. Please be attentive to how you stop your notes. One thing. Yeah. Set. Okay. Please be attentive of how you start your notes. Set. Do it again. Mm, pretty close to being that dry or that um, minimal, yeah. economical with words, because it's about the concept and giving them time to experience it. Well, okay. Two things come to my mind about that. One, I've not realized until this podcast until how, how important the system is if you want to run like a cruise ship. Because if, if two or three kids aren't buying in or they're like talking or mucking around or whatever, that ship will sink. Yeah. The second thing is, this is the most important thing, I think, and we wait until the very end of this podcast. Spoiler alert! My gosh. Steve and I are very intentional about having silence in our rehearsals. You hear that? That's silence. And it felt uncomfortable. And it felt uncomfortable, too. but we use that as a cleanse. Right. We use that as a moment for just the room to be clear, the room to be calm. And Steve and I are very intentional, very intentional about any time we're playing, any time they stop, we wait before we speak to them. And we find that the room is calmer, that instruct instructions are more effectively received, and everybody moves at a better pace together. If you're talking all the time and you're just going, you're just talking, that anything can get lost in translation. It's very easy to check out if someone's talking all the time. But if you're checked out and suddenly everything's quiet, kind of pulls you back in. I think the quiet is like so the so quiet big. Is a hidden gem. And you got to use quiet in your when you're on the speedboat too. Yep. You got to use quiet all the time. Right. I do I do get nervous, not nervous. I do worry sometimes that kids are tuning out during the silence. During the silence. And there's not a super easy way to check for that, but I do encourage slash demand 
that they look at me and that and I and I say look at me but not look at me with starey eyes not starry but staring eyes right like don't look through me like focus on me like look at my eyes even if I'm not looking at you because I can't look at all of you at once and then that helps kind of gauge the attentiveness yeah, you're not on any sort of boat if they're not looking at you like no. they're still on the shore no that's that's horrible yeah those rehearsals stink yes and, and we tell our concert bands just because our, our rehearsal was quiet and there's not a lot of talking doesn't mean it's a good rehearsal no, it so we've we've been very intentional about making sure the kids are looking up yes the kids should be quiet but it's not quiet so they're just not talking it's it's quiet so they can focus yes. and they can be in and, and looking up and you know we're pretty good about just like we know our kids well enough we can look at them we know if they're in or they're out at that moment and are the kids going to be out sometimes sure they're all teenagers yes but that's like so important to be able to check back in with your eyes and just be like are you with me are you good and they'll that's come good. back in that's good every day cruise ship little time cruise ship so that conclusion the conclusion of that segment we just went through was speedboat little time speedboat a lot of time cruise ship little time cruise ship or cruise ship a lot of time cruise ship little time so i guess those are kind of like four ways that the fun the fun about the quadrants is is like at every point of your life mm -hmm. you're in one of those right now, I mean, we have even gotten to something like child rearing or parenting, but I mean, that would be like a whole, I mean, that could be, that's a whole different podcast. That, that, that's not even an episode. That's like yeah. a, that's like a jet ski. Oh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's I was like, where are you going? I have no idea. What's mm. that? I don't know. I don't know. This is fast. <laughs> this is fun. Ooh, look, a wave. So, so that's our thoughts on cruise ships. And speedboats and um you know sea do if you're listening we we get a chops boat <laughs> chops boat that'd be awesome chops boat well our theme song it just, it just anchors away it's anchors away it, it just says chops you know maybe it was like some flames coming out of it chops ss chops ss chops oh gosh that'd be cool that'd be good oh steve it's about that time it's time. It's about that time. We got to go eat our dinner before we, we uh, teach kids. Before we get back in the boat, because we are uh, in between rehearsal one and rehearsal two right now. Back in the boat, dude. I think I have to go speedboat tonight. Why? Because there's so much. To I do. don't have to go speedboat. Uh, <laughs> I think I will. I think I will choose to go speedboat because we got got to learn choreo. Yeah. Got to get that rolling tonight. Mm -hmm. You gonna be speedboat or cruise ship? I think it will be a little bit more of a speedboat. It's time. It's time. All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. If you are not subscribed yet, please do so because it makes us feel good. And we love having people. Um, well, we hope that this is still helpful to all you guys out there, whether you're a teacher, business leader, a student, or you just want to listen. So if you have not done so, subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Subscribe to our Instagram account at chops underscore podcast. Same as our TikTok check out those reels check yep. out those stories share them with your friends and family mm -hmm. or if you don't like it share it with somebody you don't like there just clutter up there you just clutter up <laughs> clutter yeah up. yeah send that stuff write a review rate us please yeah and uh new episodes every tuesday every tuesday so for steve peterson and jack hinkle we're out of here
Thank you.